All right. Hey, everyone. Hey. I'm, I'm so excited to do this today because it has been like one hell of a week. And so to be able to get together with everybody and like chat and, and just do this is so, this is self-care for me today. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Uh, I'm just really excited. It's Friday. Right. So for everybody listening, um, this is our very first uh, kind of, we're, we're doing the podcast, but we're also live streaming it to YouTube. So, um, so welcome everybody with me is uh, Nicole Beckwith. I got uh, Box Swapper Nick and Geek Steve, who is rocking the pizza.net background, which I love. Do you, you guys know what that's from? Don't say anything. A uh, little pop quiz. Actually, you know what we should do? We should, I don't know if anybody's going to join us, but like, it'd be fun to have somebody else like try and see if they know what that know what it is. Do you, either one of you guys know what it is? Well, no, here I was thinking it was a burp suite plugin to like capture hooks. So, you know, I was probably way <laughs> off though. Nicole, do you know oh. what it's from? I don't. Oh, you guys, it's from the net with Sandra Bullock. Oh, okay. In the like one of the first scenes of that of that movie, she orders her pizza from pizza.net. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Probably processed her credit card data and plain text. <laughs> At that point, probably. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, and Nick Burp Sweet is is was not needed in the early nineties. <laughs> when did Burp Sweet come around? When did that start? Well, I mean, it was something else before. It was Burp originally uh, was it um Port Swigger? Yeah, yeah, Port Swigger. Was the original name. Oh, see, I didn't. I, for and some then, reason, I thought those were two different swing, things. And then it became beef. The beef. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's all I was saying. It was like I've I've used it before to uh yeah. So when you're introduced to a very small company and they've never had a pen test done, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna do a email campaign, we'll see what happens. No comment. Uh, so, you know, that's what I used because it was, it was new to me and I enjoyed using the tools. Nice. I appreciate everyone that has contributed to that project, by the way. <laughs> so what are you guys drinking? Who goes that's first? Nicole, what are you drinking? What'd you bring? I am drinking, uh, a very basic cherry Coke and rum. Nice. Nothing fancy tonight. I tell you what, I like a good Coke and fill in alcohol like i love like a coke and bourbon or a coke and rum i think those are yummy nicole i can't knock it my my go-to is dr pepper and rum but there you, know, you go i, like I grew up in a trailer pepper. park so you know no i don't think that's trailer <laughs> dr pepper that's good do you have a favorite rum i do not uh yeah, being that i tend to be very uh non-selective alcohol is alcohol uh, in fact, my boss even said, oh, we're going to pay for your whole bill while you're at a conference for alcohol. And I was like, you know how much I drink? <laughs> and he goes, but you're a vet. You only drink swill. So it's okay. And I was like, well, oh. yeah, true story. That's okay. And if my boss said, listen, we'll, we'll pay your, um, what do you call it? But you got to drink bottom shelf. I'd be like, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no, no problem with that. But yeah. You know, I think people like, one of the things that like irritates me sometimes about um, just kind of the, like the bourbon community is like how snooty people can be. Um, like I like 
one of my favorite bourbons is no Bottom ice. Shelf. You used to drink what? No, I'm serving ice. Like that's the, the thing. Uh, no, I, yeah, oh yeah. People it's get so, so upset. And you know, it's funny because like when I first started like tweeting about whiskey and bourbon and like people would be like that's an awful lot of light ice and like it was always so funny like every time that I would tweet something about my drink people would have like something to say now nobody really says anything um but like yeah way back then I don't know if they just thought like I didn't know what I was doing and so they were like oh you got ice in your drink which I like my shit cold so um what are you drinking Nick well, I am, um, it is Canada Dry with some lemon and uh, my favorite gin. Aviation. Aviation gin. Yeah. That's such an uh, awesome gin. It's smooth. It's so smooth. And it I really, really like is. it. So I'm drinking that today because we were all choosing our own poison. So I figured I might as well choose yeah. something I enjoy. Yeah. Steve and I chose different drinks tonight too. Steve, what, what did you going for? I am drinking. There it is. I'm drinking uh, 2% milk. No, I'm just kidding. This is pina coladas. You're muted. Thank you. That is an everyday occurrence for me. Um, I am drinking 2% white milk. No, I'm just kidding. This is a pina colada. Um, But on top of the rum, I also put tequila in it. And it turns out that's really good. He did. I like he put it put it in there and it was delicious. He used like real coconut cream too. It's pretty good. But I decided to make an old fashioned because you know, so it's a giant old fashioned. Like if you look, like this cup is humongous. Um, I wanted to show. So I decided I haven't actually tried this yet. I haven't sipped it. Um, so Lena had told me. Uh, had asked me if I had tried Basil Hayden's dark rye and I had not, she said it tastes like an old fashioned in a cup. And so I had some the other day and I hadn't even had dark rye. We just had it in our um, bourbon cabinet. And uh, Steve said he didn't care for it, but he was like, yep, we do have it. Cause I, he, he remembered that he didn't like it, but I actually really like it. So I'm using, um, so that's my, that's my, uh, oh, that's cool. Look how that did that. Uh, that's so, <laughs> it's like the portrait mode on your phone. So the old, I'm using the old fashioned has always been my go-to. So like you go to any bar in the Midwest, you order an old fashioned, it's always different at every bar. So you get a new experience. And I told you that well, before. I love getting old fashions for that reason. I love like, just try. I same. I love trying different old fashions. We just, um, we got, lucky and and um had a date night about was it two weeks ago and uh i asked the bartender to make me an old-fashioned and her old-fashioned was amazing and um and she put it in this teeny tiny uh like petal cordial glass it was a full like old-fashioned but it was just in a small glass no ice but it was cold and I was in love with it. I was like, oh my gosh, I love the presentation. The flavor was perfect. It was spot on. And uh, before we left, I, I told her that I said, you know, we, we have a bourbon podcast and um, I was like, would you be on it? Like, I want to get her to show me how she makes her old fashioned because I'm, then I can make it at home. But also I worry that she thinks I'm trying to bring her home to 
be with me and Steve, but we'll figure that out when we get there. Cause I was like, God, she's, I'm going to have to be really delicate when I contact her because that's going to be weird. But anyways, I have this ginormous, you can't really tell it looks circle in the, in the thing, but it's actually a big square ice cube. And then I use the, um, the Luxardo cherries. Cause. Oh, cool. Cause we bougie like Applebee's. These are so good. Well, I mean, did you smoke the glass with a plank? So I need to, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because Chris Rader, um, one of our Twitter buds who's in, um, we have a, a workout uh, DM group. Um, he sent us, and it's downstairs, unfortunately, he sent us a um, a little, I think it's a cedar plank. Um, no, no, no. It's some kind of, what is it? I don't know what it's made of, but anyways, it's um, the wood thing that you use to smoke it. And then it, it comes with like a little, a little sieve a little strainer thing looking that you put in it and I think you it came with some like shavings of wood for you to put in there to, to smoke it I just haven't done it yet because when it showed up the day it showed up was like the day that we got COVID <laughs> and so I was just not feeling how to figure it out but anyways and then last but not least these orange slices from Trader Joe's these things are so good they're like, um, they're, they're sweet and dried orange slices. And like, so it puts in like a nice little bit of sweet and a little bit of orange. And so I have, I have two, one and a half of them. So that's what I'm drinking. Yours is very pretty. It's very good. I know. I like it looking at it. I wanted something pretty to look at tonight and that it fits the bill. Uh, and I put a little bit of seltzer because I don't want to drink it too fast and get drunk. Wow. No. The nearest Trader Joe's to me is 292 miles away. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, we can't get pizza delivered to us unless like from like normal, not normal, like from chain places. And while it's great that we have so many options, sometimes you just want Domino's and we had to drive to get Domino's tonight. But so I see we have some people that are watching all three of you. Thank you guys. Somebody awesome. say something in chat because we can't see you. So I say troll away because we will always answer your questions. Yeah, we will. We'll interact more with them than we will anyone else. So <laughs> we don't like talking to each other, Randy. So <laughs> <troll>. <laughs> right. So yeah, like I was saying, I'm so excited that we got together tonight because you know, life is stressful. And I swear, I feel like the last couple of I don't know, life's always stressful. It seems like for the last two years, I've been like, I've been really stressed this week, but it's been like every week. So <laughs> for the last, what do we got? 52 weeks in a year. So for the last 104 of them, I've been stressed out. And uh, right. And so for those who don't know, my I have a background um, doing stress management um, in law enforcement. And I mean, it all kind of, you know, it, it all works here too. And I thought, let's, let's talk about that because I think like myself included, sometimes, you know, we can tell people things because we know the knowledge in our own heads, but we don't, um, you know, we don't practice it. And I definitely feel like I need to practice what I preach a little bit more when it comes to stress management and trying to kind of figure out like, just all the things and what's, you know, how to, how to pull yourself out of, you know, that, 
that fog of stress, I think that we, that we all feel, but now here's, here's the deal. You have a situation and, and where Steve has had to put up with a lot of the same stuff that you've had. And I don't mean to step on you and all this stuff, but um, you guys are probably way more forthcoming about your mental health than other people will be. And that comes from being in the military and law enforcement and other stuff. Cause I yep. say shit to people that I, I don't think is anything. And somebody's, I get that right. because I said something really awkward and like, can't believe you said that. And I'm like, no, this is what's going on. And, and I have a feeling that you guys, at least you're in the same household where you can throw that shit back and forth at each other, you know, yeah. language. but, but there, there is a certain milieu to that, that you have um, because mental health is interwoven into our career. We have multiple briefings. We have multiple stuff to do. Um, I, I'm not saying it's great stuff. I mean, they're saying you get stressed out, go for a fucking job, go run, you know, go, go, go do stuff until you get so tired. You don't care anymore. Well, know? and so, you know, hi, Mike Kickbush. I just saw that he said hello in chat. Um, you know, so, so what's funny is the, so I actually used to do, um, I used to do critical incident stress management, um, when I was in the police department, I helped co-found the stress management team at the agency that I worked for. And what's funny is, so I do have training. What's funny is that is one of the things, right? So like, they don't have it completely wrong. One of the things, you know, for stress um, management, especially like chronic stress management is exercise, working out and like moving your body, even if it's just getting outside and going for walks, right? Like it doesn't have to be anything like super strenuous, but like that is totally on the list of like things to do to help manage your stress. So like, I, it's funny, right? Because it's like, okay, well, part of that's right, but part of it is not right. Like we need, I I mean, I get it because uh, when you're under stress, extreme stress, you, you typically are kind of inciting the fight or flight response. And when you can physically exhaust yourself, you're getting rid of the flight response or the fight, you know, either way, because you're doing something physical in order to exhaust that stuff. And it does help me. My, my blood vessels flow better when I go for a hike. I live in the mountains. So I, (laughs) there's stairs here that are nine stories high. I go walk the nine stories up and I walk around and then I do a mile down the road and come back and I feel amazing. Yeah, because you're too tired to be stressed. Exactly. (laughs) But I tell people that's not the end all. It's just a, it's like a bandaid. It helps. It is. I think, you know, so last week I, um, I had a really hard Monday and I was, I had, it was very weepy Monday. Um, we had issues with, um, for those who don't know, my son goes to an autistic, um, what do you call it? Uh, center where he gets, uh, therapy, um, intensive therapy every day. Um, and so, we had, we had an issue on Monday. I had to bring him home and I was just having this like stress of like just all the things and trying to figure out all the things. And like, I don't know all the things, how the fuck am I supposed to figure out all the things and, uh, can't hear it's garbled. Who's garbled. I don't, it's, it's in the chat. It says, um, that they can't hear anything, that it's garbled. Well, be better now. I just muted. Okay, we'll see what they what they say. But um, where was I? Oh yeah, so we had a crappy Monday, and so like in the middle of the day, I was just like, I was, 
I was stressed and I said, okay, we have to figure this out. What can we do with our situation that we can figure out a self-care, whatever, right? Because like, sometimes it's hard. I live in a town where I don't have anybody outside of Steve. So it's Steve and I, and you know, like, and Steve doesn't have any friends super, super close. There's, there's like one, not far away, but it's like, what do you do? How do you, how do you figure that out? Especially when you have a child and it's not like, like Nicole understands, right. It's not like you can just be like at the drop of a hat. You can't just be like, you know, whatever, stay here, order pizza, you know, to your three or four year old. And so um, I was like, we have to figure something out. Well, we have a kayak now and we're going kayaking tomorrow because that's been something that I have wanted to do since before Bubs was born. When I actually, right before Bubs was born. Um, come and visit me. I'll take you ice fishing. You know, we actually have <laughs> ice fishing up here at the right time of, of the, the year. I'm sorry, but, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just, but yeah, I'm so I, I was, I always wanted to do that. I was actually planning out and had just picked out my kayak when I found out that I was pregnant with bubs and I was like, well, I guess screw off on that. So it's been, you know, he just turned four. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to do it. And so we got a kayak and uh, tomorrow will be our first kayaking excursion as a family. And uh, so we're hoping that Bubs, we're going to, we're going to dump him out a couple of times before we really get started. So he understands the whole concept. We've got, you know, we've got all the safety gear and everything for him. We even got him his own little, little baby paddle for him to feel like he's doing something. So, yeah. So that was my thing I had to figure out because instead of like, being like, woe is me. I don't have, you know, I don't have a girlfriend to be like, Hey, you want to go get drinks or Hey, you want to come over? Hey, you want to go? Like, I don't have that. And so I'm like, well, I can, I can focus on what I don't have, or I can focus on what I do have. And what I do have is about a hundred different places that I can put a kayak into some water in a five mile radius. And so I was like, that's what I, that's something that I love. And I have always enjoyed kayaking. Um, so I'm like, let's now I have the the means to be able to do that. So that's what, that's what I'm doing. So anyways, you guys tell me, what are you guys doing to try and like kind of combat this, you know, stress that we're all under right now? <laughs> I'm failing so bad. Go ahead, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard, especially with, you know, all the zero days that have come out recently and you just feel like you're jumping from one thing to the next and there's yeah. fire after fire after fire. And you know, before all of these, we were feeling extreme, you know, alert fatigue and burnout and just the day-to-day grind of, of incident response. And then you add zero days to the mix, um, one after another. And you, I, I mean, everybody in the incident response field is feeling it. Um, every Friday we're crossing our fingers going, please don't let another one come out, you know? it always seems to be Friday at four o'clock, right? Um, so for me, it was, uh, exercise was a big one. So I made a conscience, conscious effort to block off time on my calendar and just stick with that. Like, I don't care what was coming up, you know, unless the world was on fire, I was able to stop and go take a walk, go, you know, just sit outside. And for me, just changing 
my environment and getting fresh air, it, it just tends to reset your mind. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, I always focus on the halt technique, which if you, you haven't heard it, it is, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Halt. And so if you have one of those, you're probably in you know, getting to that bad spot. If you have two of those, you probably need to take a step back. If you have three or four of those, you're really in a bad spot. Um, so I'm constantly asking myself, you know, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? And most of the time it's, I'm either not drinking enough water or I really am hungry because I forget to eat all the time. But um, yeah, it's just taking stock of yourself. I think that's such a good, um, like recommendation because I do that. I don't, I, I just learned recently about halts, but I've always kind of done that where I just go, okay, I feel anxious. I don't really know why. And I'll just kind of stop for a moment and go like, it sounds silly, but I literally go, okay, what is it that's bothering you right now? And then I just kind of take stock in what it is that's going on in my life right now. That is making me, um, you know, feel whatever way. And usually I can identify it with, you know, within some time. And then I try to just like determine, is this something that like, do I not feel prepared for something that's coming up? If so, what can I do to feel more prepared? Is it that I'm just like stressed and worried about something else, which that's usually what it is. And I try to just be like, all right, well, today I can't do anything about that. Um, and so it's time to just kind of let that go. And I try to give myself time to feel it and then let it go. Um, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, you know, it, 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 there's no, there's no magic bullet. I don't think when it comes to stress, right. Or magic pill, I think was what I really meant, but, um, but yeah, there, there is no, you know, there is no magic potion. That's just going to be like, poof, you feel better. Um, you know, and like, it's funny because like what I would tell, you know, when people, when I would talk to them about chronic stress is like, basically like very similar things, like, you know, <laughs> the things that are best for our bodies when we're under stress is the things that are like our moms told us to do growing up, eat healthy, don't eat processed foods. Don't drink alcohol. Excuse me. I take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, don't do anything to any extreme, even like the good stuff. Like, you know, you like, you don't want to work out too hard and then end up like harming yourself or, you know, um, you know, like doing something that, that would, that would hurt, but yeah. So it's, it, yeah, I, I, I am glad you mentioned all of that, Nicole. I think that's, that's really good advice. Yeah. Steve, what do you do? I admit I have not been paying attention because I've been trying to fix the audio issues. Oh, thank you so I much think, for that. No, I think I have it fixed. help desk here, apparently. It does look like everybody's saying in chat that they just, they, they got it, that Steve got it fixed. So all hail Steve. Oh, oh. So yeah, stress management. We all need a little bit of it. I think the big takeaway is um, figuring out what you can do in your situation, right? Because like, like I said, for me, it was really hard some days where I would just be like pissed off at the world that, you know, 
things are hard and we've got all of the, and I, you know, I have a laundry list that goes through my head when I'm being woe is me. I think that the thing is to be able to identify that. And I think it's something that takes time. I don't think it's easy. It's not something that I've always done to just kind of like stop. And like, there's, there's a military law enforcement thing about the OODA loop the ODA loop, right? I think everybody here probably is familiar with it. For those who aren't, um, if somebody can tell me what they, I can't remember what it stands for. It's basically like your, um, it's like a reaction. It's um, your, it's observe something. Observe, Observe, orient, decide, act. act. There we go. Observe, (laughs) orient, decide, and act. And so what that is, is it means that you see something happen you have to kind of like figure out, orient yourself to what is going on and, and basically identify what's going on. Um, and then you have to make a decision on what you're going to do and then you have to act on it. And I think sometimes we get into like these places where we're so stressed out that like everything's kind of pushing in on us and we can't pull ourselves out of that. And so like when you get w- the the thing that people would say is like, you know, when you get stuck in the ODA loop in like an emergency situation, it can be just like that you freeze. Um, that you can't get yourself out of kind of like that mind, you know, set of where you're at. And so um, I try to, if I think about it, if it comes into my head that like you're spiraling, you need to pull yourself out of it. I go, okay, let's figure out something I can do right now. And so I think that's the thing, right? Because we can all say, I don't, I can't find a babysitter. Um, I, you know, I have a special needs kid who, I can't leave. Right. Um, I want to spend time with my, you know, my significant other. So like, it's not like I can just, you know, like we can't leave without him. Right. Um, and so I think of what can I do here? I have a really wonderful, large bathtub and that's what I do when I try, like, if I think about it every time I get into the bathtub and it relaxes me, I think, why don't I do this every week? Um, but that's just one thing that I know I can do at home. And like one of the things you said, Nicole, I like to go outside. One day I was having a really bad day and all I could think of was you need to go outside and sit in the grass. And that sounds really weird, but I sat down in the grass outside. The sun was, this was probably uh, about a year ago. Sun was beaming down on me. It felt so good. I could smell the sweet grass. I could hear the birds chirping and just sitting on the ground, really no pun intended. It grounded me and it helped me to just like, ah, I just needed that moment. Yep. And that's actually a thing. So it is called the five, four, three, two, one grounding method. And I use it all the time. You were doing it without even knowing what it was called, but it, it really is amazing. And it is taking yourself out of the environment, again, like I mentioned earlier, looking at five different things that you can see you know, in your surrounding, then become aware of four things you can touch. So you go from see to touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And I really, really you know, encourage water as that one thing you can taste. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so you were doing that without or alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really awesome. It's it's, it's, it's actually really funny you say that because I am in my most sated state once I mow the lawn and I don't know if it's just me, 
But when I mow the lawn and I get to sit out there with a Jim Beam freaking, uh, you know, and ginger ale, and I hang out with a highball, and I look at what I've done, <laughs> I feel amazing. And, yeah. and I know it's simple. It's something stupid and simple. But just mowing the lawn and getting it done, having a task where I can see the beginning, middle, and end of the task, because I actually see a completion of it, and I have an actual goal. And that goal is complied with, and it makes me feel incredibly well. And and I'll go and sit in the lawn like a motherfucker in my mowed lawn that I took care of. And this is my lawn. It's my domain and I own it. And yeah. I know it's weird, but that's incredibly empowering. Yeah, it's there's, a, there's a lot to be said about like manual labor. Um, a a buddy of mine started I really a miss small it. farm and like... The like best days that I had throughout the you know the uh, the early twenty twenties. Um, I went and helped him with the farm. We worked our asses off all day. I slept like a baby, and like mentally, like I wasn't scatterbrained. I was focused, and I worked hard enough to actually sleep through the night. I think that's a good point, well, too, I, though. Is and like, I don't mean to drop names, but John Strand, who's here uh, with the Black Hills Information Security in Deadwood, uh, he's actually in Spearfish, but he he said he's never been more at peace when he's shoveling horse shit. And it's because of he's in cybersecurity. It's very stressful. It's very chaotic. And you're in a barn shoveling horse shit. And it's very simple. It's physical. You have a clear... This is the goal. This is what you need to do. This is you reaching your goal. And because of that, it's very satiating because of this is very simple aspects of it. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ursula. I'm just saying from the friends that I have here that have told me about other aspects that have helped them reach peace. And he's like, nothing will make you more humble ever than shoveling horse shit in a barn. And that's, right. that's just, yeah. I had horses growing up and I agree. Like, it's a, it, I think there's something, I think it includes like both the fact that we are putting in the manual labor, that is like a physical stress reliever, right? Just the physical portion of exhausting your body because I, when we're stressed, our body's wound up tight, right? And like you mentioned about like your blood vessels opening and like, that's a lot of, you know, relieving that stress. But then when you do simple tasks like mowing your lawn, and I say simple in that for people who are physically able and that kind of thing, right? Um, if we're able to do simple tasks like mowing your lawn or, you know, shoveling horse poop or whatever it may be like that, gardening is something that I really enjoy. I have a garden full of vegetables outside and fruit. And um, I like putting my hand in the dirt. And it's so funny because never before did I ever feel a, a draw to stick my hands in the dirt. I tell you what, guys, if I could figure out a way to put my whole body in there, I'd take a nap in there during the day. It's, I love it. Like, it's so funny. Steve's laughing because he knows I would. I would sleep in it. I love my, I love my, um, my garden, but I think it's, it's the simple task. And like, when you have a task like that, that requires your attention, you can, I mean, your mind can, can wander, but like when you're focusing on what you're doing, it, it's, it's taking it out of 
whatever it is that stresses you out, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, home or whatever's going on, you know, in your life. But so I'm asking what everybody's up to tonight. We've, uh, looks like we're down to, to three people, two of which is probably me and Steve. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so funny. Well, thank you guys for showing up. Some of us hard ass questions, to be honest with you. What's that? I said, I want the people on YouTube to troll us, give us hardest questions that we have to answer. For I know. Sake. I would like them to give us some questions too. Like ask us stuff, tell us stuff. Yeah, yeah. viewers, step it up. <laughs> you're, you're slacking, producers. Well, so, step your game up. so while they're, they're stepping their game up, so I had something that happened. I can't remember if it was this week or last week. And I so wanted just kind of like everybody's like input ours here people out there so um i was on we have a we have a lot of company-wide meetings right now because of you know all the things that are going on with the changes in the org and uh so i was on a like a it was a lot it was like it wasn't the whole company but it was it was probably like a quarter to a third it was a good good amount of people on there and um, one of our VPs was um, just giving kind of her update and talking about what was going on um, with her section of the world. And she had um, her baby started, you know, I don't know. I don't remember if the baby was fussing or just, you know, talking like they do. And uh, somebody had said in the chat, like, oh, well, I think because I think she asked, like, does anybody, you know, have anything um, or, you know, does anybody have any thoughts or something? And but somebody said, well, I think the baby has thoughts in the chat. And initially my my because I often have to, um, you know, like have bubs here when I'm working um, just because of things that happen with with his therapy. Um, and like, you know, there was one day he therapy wasn't available. They had, they had to call and cancel. And, um, he sat right next to me during my morning stand-up meeting and he sang his ABCs at the loudest level that was humanly possible in his little body. <laughs> and I'm like, he was right here, was quiet through the whole thing. My name is you, right? So I'm at the end. I, we go alphabetically. And so like, I give mine last. He was quiet, chilling, hanging out with his Kindle. All of a sudden I start talking and this little MFR starts going, hey, be and I was like, oh my God. So I just kept giving my thing. And I'm like, sorry, guys, my, my son is home today. And they're really wonderful. And, and nobody's ever made me feel like that wasn't okay. Um, they don't normally like even address it. Like they just like, they just act like it's not a big deal. And so, and that might be why my initial reaction when somebody said something um, was like, like, do we have to bring it up? Cause like, I almost like, I worried that anybody would say something negative. Like, I guess I kind of jumped to the defensive of like, don't you say something negative? Cause like, she's rocking it. I, you know, and because I know how hard it can be to try and trying to give just even her update was very short. It was not long. It was like probably four minutes. And, um, and I know what it's like to give an update and have a kid screaming and that can be stressful. And so my initial reaction was like, why do you even have to point it out? But then I thought to myself, well, I don't think that he meant anything negative by it. I think he was probably trying to be supportive 
versus say like I think it was probably like Steve had said earlier to me tonight he said you know he's like I might do something like that but it would be like his way of saying like I don't care like I'm good with it and and I'm sure that's how it was meant I just what do you guys think how would you have taken it I think I agree with Steve I think it was probably said as a oh that's so cute like you know yeah we're understanding and and we get it no big deal um it is the whole work from home thing and the pandemic and having kids um you know has been really interesting to me and i kind of so i think that we are more accepting when kids jump you know into the conversation or they're around um, I've had some really crazy things with my little one and potty training and she literally pooped on the floor behind me one wow. day, butt naked <laughs> while I was on a Zoom call. And I'm like, oh, that just happened. I'm like, I'll be right back. The guys that I was on the call with and it was, it was all guys are, are obviously cracking up laughing, right? And I'm like, I'm going to clean some stuff up be right back and they didn't skip a beat you know it was no big deal it was hilarious yeah i was mortified but it was hilarious um but i feel like you know before the pandemic hit if our kids had to stay at home we took the day off right you know and now i feel that everybody's so much more accepting of um you know your kids home but you can jump on a call and then you can go back to tending to them and we have our phones right next to us and we're able to answer messages and we're able to get so much stuff done and you know, it it's a positive and a negative i guess like are i feel like sometimes you are working more than you would have mm-hmm. um but i also feel like it's a, a great thing at least for me you know mm-hmm. i let kenzie sleep in every single day and when she gets up I, I mean, there's a lot of times I'm on a call and she toddles in and good morning, mommy. And everybody else says good morning to her and she's fine. And, you know, then I take her to daycare once I get her ready. And that may be nine, 10, whenever. Um, so I feel like it's a lot more flexible nowadays, awesome. but, but I agree. Anyway. I think, you know, I, I wonder sometimes too, like, because sometimes I stress out because I feel like I'm not getting as much work done as I would like to when he is here. Um, because, and then of course, and I think this, I think most of it is just mom guilt because like, I feel bad that like he's playing by himself and I feel like I should go in there and be with him or when he comes and like pulls on my hand and is like, you know, come on, come on. And wants me to go play with him. He doesn't understand mommy has to work. Like he might say those words, but he doesn't understand it. And see, there we go. We have have one one child cat (laughs) hi yoda i mean so i have the same thing with my son so i've had to stop stuff in the middle of the day because uh my son being a senior in high school got out early and i had to go pick him up but on the other flip side of that as i'm available at 8 p.m at night when i'm not drunk obviously but (laughs) you know I'm, i'm available to answer short questions because of that so, you know, the, um, yeah, the drawback is you have interruptions in the middle of the day, 
but the acceptance and the trade-off is you're more available throughout the workday. Uh, Do you want to say for the people listening, um, it is 1030 right now while we are uh, recording. It is two hours earlier where Nick is. So it's 830 over there. So that was what Nick meant by 830. So we don't have to send him (laughs) AA cards yet. I just didn't want people to be like, you know, I'm not drunk. Like, so no, continue. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. You know what? I am so familiar with Linux systems. I will still troubleshoot some Unix stuff while I'm drunk. So it's okay. Well, I'll remember that then. Yes. And I have, I have been there. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm glad that's the direction that went in because (laughs) I thought you were going to continue to say like, I've gotten so comfortable with AA. (laughs) You know how to reach me. No, I just mean Linux. I'm very comfortable with Linux. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've been drunk as shit at 2 a.m. and I can still build a stack server. So don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. So, Uh, yeah, I think the end of that is honestly like nobody said anything incorrect. And and, and I and I don't want it to be like I thought that they did. I'm I'm a very on the fence kind of person. I see both sides of things. And sometimes I just go, I'm curious what other people thought, because my my end was he was being nice and he was trying to be supportive. And um, just because I have workplace trauma um, that I got prior to getting into InfoSec. So like my workplace trauma, PTSD, I definitely have workplace PTSD. And so like my workplace PTSD will like shove me right into, um, into thinking like, oh my God, if somebody mentions it, then that means that they don't like it. And, and so that I'm definitely working on that my, myself, but yeah. So, but I like that. I thought that was, that, that was fun. I'm curious what other people think, but um, well, so moving right along because it is, we have been going for a little bit, you guys, it's, it's been, what do we have right now? I think yeah, we're going to get drunk and go on. I apologize. Uh, yeah, it's all right. That's why it's called InfoSec Whiskey. The the alcohol is implied. So I want to talk about, um, first I want to talk about, let's talk about VMware. Did you guys hear VMware is uh, being bought by Broadcom for like ah, an insane ah. amount of money? The only problem I have with that is because if anybody in this group has dealt with Linux, Broadcom freaking firmware, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like dealing with the Wi-Fi cards and shit. Like, oh, uh, but if they if they pick up where they okay, they're good now. If they can carry on with they are with VMware with the shit the way are they are now, they're good. And I'm drunk. Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> I've just built many a Wi-Fi cards with the Broadcom drivers that did not fucking work, and I've had to do some weird blacklist bullshit. Steve knows he was shaking his head. Do you think moving away from Linux, do you think that like, what do you think Broadcom? I'm curious because like, I don't really keep up on um, like acquisitions with different companies really. Um, If it's something major like this, like I, you know, I'll, I'll hear about it. And, but like, so I'm curious because I did absolutely no research before we got here. Um, What else (laughs) has brought, I know I'm good. What else has Broadcom bought that, um, that we would like, 
what have they done? I'm curious, like, cause I know like, of course the, con- the concern is going to be like that, right? Like where you're like, I've dealt with this portion of Broadcom and it was like bullshit. So I'm curious, like, do you guys think that it's going to go to shit? Do you think that maybe, maybe buying VMware is going to help bring them back? What's everyone's thoughts on Symantec? <laughs> Do they feel it went downhill in the I don't past? Think, I don't think Symantec is doing very good uh, due yeah. diligence when it comes to cybersecurity because they're yeah, they got their firmware garbage. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, like, so I need to preface this. I am a huge VMware fan. Um, it's... <laughs> This, this is, is difficult for me because I feel like Broadcom was much bigger a decade or so ago. But I honestly, like, I didn't know they were still around. I'm not going to lie. And so for a company like that to buy VMware gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Like, like I, like, like, legit, oh, like I us. don't give us your picture. You need to stick with us. <laughs> I just accidentally hit the wrong button and it pops oh. my picture up on the screen. <laughs> oh, if you have to go clean up poop. I, I do understand this is a very politically charged <laughs> and it's very difficult. Talk about Broadcom and VMware. Um, so I'm, I'm hesitant, but curious. And I have... I have hope. So I'm like curious. an arch user because you say you have hope. What's that? You sound like an arch user because you're saying you have hope. I have hope because like VMware's I'm gonna fanboy a little bit. VMware's an awesome company. No, I like VMware too. It, I'm I'm floored that it wasn't a different company that acquired them yeah i am too i yeah. i did hear and and i again i haven't researched this i don't know if it's true but the rumor mill at work this week was that broadcom is going to cease using the broadcom name and is actually just going to be vmware um ah. and so i'm curious you know if that is true and how that goes but I am right there with you, Steve. Like, I love VMware. There's not another company I would use. And um, I, like, it hurt my heart when I, I heard the news. Like, please don't let it happen. And then, like, two hours later, it was like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, I'm nervous. Maybe optimistically speaking, they can handle virtual machines better than they can handle Wi-Fi cards. I mean, maybe. Uh, we don't know because they haven't been in this domain before. But I mean, we all VMware, know how they handled Wi-Fi cards. So VMware has had its past hiccups with Ethernet cards, right? Because they're virtual, whatever. Um, it was a little weird when Dell bought VMware, but it still made sense, right? Because then that makes Dell like a full stack company. This doesn't make sense. And honestly, like Broadcom bought a 
$61 billion in cash and stock. So I was going to say $61 billion. I didn't even think that they would have that much money. Yes. Yeah. You would think it would be the other way around. Like somebody would be buying Broadcom, not you like know. VMware. It's like, we're going to buy yeah. Broadcom because they got some stuff. But like, how, I'm curious how many different companies they have, like Semantic, because like, I didn't realize, when did, when did they buy Semantic? Was it recent? Like a couple years ago, like a decade ago? So Josh in the chat <laughs> He said no one uses that in enterprise that I've ever seen. Now, I have seen, and he's talking about Symantec. I have, we used it when I worked in the SOC. We used their email um, security. And that was, it was a it was a little clunky to use. Like, it, it wasn't super easy. You did have a little bit of a learning curve figuring it out, but it wasn't too crazy. But also, I didn't manage it. I only responded to alerts and used it for, you know. Right? And then we'll use Semantic for their email. Yeah. No. But yeah. I think uh, I'd be interested to know like what else they've they've acquired that they haven't like fucked up because maybe that's how they are. $61 billion, you guys, like that's a lot. That, that is a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money. Billion. Yeah. Billion. I mean, 10% of that, I can be completely out of debt. <laughs> 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 you might you must have student loans yes exactly <laughs> oh goodness all right. all right so they bought ca technologies javelin semiconductor semantec and psyoptics yeah ca is the only one i know of and semantic yes what is ca i don't think i know ca it, yeah exactly so, so i <laughs> I put, I put so, so CA, they're um, like a much smaller antivirus from way back. Okay, so I really, real quick, since we actually have like a few people watching us right now, um, I do want to throw out to you guys, it's going to take about like a minute. We had, there's a, there's a bit of a delay between the chat um, well, not just the chat between what's what is live on YouTube and what we're recording. Um, so I'm curious what uh, hey Brian Smith in the chat. Oh, Brian Smith is one of my absolute favorite humans. Um, I want to know if you guys in the chat know what Steve's background is from. The first person to correctly identify his background will get some. Infosec whiskey stickers and whatever else I have left in this giant thing. I didn't. I'll send you some some cool stuff in here, and um, maybe we could convince Nick to three um, D print you something. So yeah, <laughs> tell me, tell me what, uh, tell me what Steve's background is for. That's what I want to know. Oh, so Broadcom purchased CA Technologies and then sold Veracode. So they sold CA's Veracode unit for $950 million. Wow. I remember Veracode. I didn't realize that either. They're bigger, yeah. than, so they're bigger than we thought. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I was wondering, like they, I I figured they probably have some technology. 61 billion, you guys. So it sounds sounds like from what I'm hearing, and this is just Twitter buzz, right? Um, But it sounds like they have, they have, this fucking peanut coladas are hitting me. <laughs> uh, I'm like they have a habit Take of a breath. <laughs> acquiring organizations and then um, like either burning them out if they're not bringing in a lot of money or holding them up if they are. So hopefully VMware's in the hold-up side. Honestly, I did not want to like VMware. Only because I am cheap and I like free shit. And so I use VirtualBox. Or shame. Listen. VMware Workstation's free. There, Don't want it. it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, then why the fuck have I been using VirtualBox all these years? Because that bitch is not easy. No. It's, it's, not, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. I will. Nicole called it awful. I won't call it awful. I've used it quite a bit. I do not like the fact that you give me a pop-up and you go, fucking Brian Smith got it. Brian Smith said, is that from the net? Good job, Brian Smith. He probably Googled pizza.net, but well, I'm not going to say that. Brian Smith is very smart and (laughs) he probably figured it out. I got to make a correction. Not VMware Workstation. That's the paid side. VMware Player. Okay. So I didn't know that all through my master's degree, they had issues in virtual box and it was fine. It worked. Like I didn't have any horrible issues. It's, you know what? I, I feel like virtual box is, I don't know. I don't want to make that like comparison, but like, like one of them is like Mac and the other is like Linux. They're really yeah. close. One's a little bit easier to work on. Yeah. I do not like that. Virtual box gives me a pop-up and goes, you have a new update available. Click on this link and, you know download, and download the package <laughs> and then open the package like, what the fuck is that shit? Are we still in 1996? <laughs> I think you guys are all ridiculous because I'm a doctor because, now. It's because VirtualBox is owned by Oracle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad. But anyways, <laughs> if you're listening to me, VirtualBox UI guys, I'm talking to you right now. That's, that is some bullshit. Just no, have yeah. a button. <laughs> Download the bullshit. Like, why? We have this technology. We've had this technology for so long. I feel like we just downloaded it. But anyways, I'm done. Yeah, the only Josh, thing I could complain Josh. about was the Broadcom Wi-Fi modules. Uh, Broadcom kept coming up over and over and over again. Anytime I try to do anything with Wi-Fi, the Broadcom shit was always special. I had to jump to a extra massive amounts of buttholes to make it work. And that's that's the only reason why I have anything against Broadcom. You know what though? That was Ubuntu. The first time that that I like, so I have this like a hundred year old Mac, uh, MacBook Pro, and it wasn't working. And I was talking to this techie guy that I worked with, and I was like, "Hey, what can I do?" And he mentioned, "Well, you could make it into a Linux box." And then he like 
proceeded to tell me all of the horrible things that could and would happen if I did that. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. And then several years later, cause he was like, yeah, but like, sometimes, you know, you can't really get connected to Wi-Fi. And I was like, well, the, what the fuck? Like, that's like the, the main point. Anyways, years later, I did convert it to a Linux box. It just, it only runs Ubuntu. I actually completely deleted the Mac. Um, it, like there's no dual booting on this thing. It's Linux and Linux only. Um, and it is the only reason that you can turn that laptop on. But anyways, Linux way back when, when you're having issues and you can't like get anything to work, that just reminded me of what you were saying. That's so funny. All right, so. <laughs> Can I, um, I, Craig, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> so Craig, so before, because what, what Steve is saying, so we've got Craig on the chat and he said, I would eat nothing but mac and cheese for a month if it meant being able to pay the money for VMware Workstation instead of using virtual bots. <laughs> What's awesome about VMware Workstation is that you can connect it to an ESXi host. Mm -hmm. It's fucking awesome. And uh, we're going to get into talking about home fucking networks. And I have got some thoughts. Trying, I'm, I'm holding myself back. Okay. Uh, quick little plug. If people like uh, VMware products, uh, online stuff, check out the... Uh, VMware user group and the VMware user group advantage uh, membership. It's like, it's usually like 180 bucks and you get all of VMware's licensing for a year. It's I will just say we are not supported or even known not. of by VMware. VMware we're not. Right. I mean, if you're willing for me to suck your dick, I will be more than happy to like boost the product as much as possible. <laughs> All right. I am absolutely 100% for sale. Nick is for sale if anybody's looking. All absolutely. right. There was something I was going like to remember. Talk. Okay. 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 May I may I interject? Is there? Yeah, go ahead. Interject. Speed. Yes, Jeremy Tong. You may interject. I am not with <laughs> you, Stallman. Speak, Steve. What is going on with DerbyCon? You need to tell me because that really... Okay. Meerkat. Yep. Tell us about it. Dave yeah, Kennedy yeah. is one of my favorite people to hang out with. You need Thanks. to tell me what's going on. There's, uh, there's a like Easter egg on CTF. Um, check out the DerbyCon Twitter account because there's a little video and the binary resolves to a URL. That's all I'm going to say. Because he hasn't had a chance to, to decode the binary. No, I have. That's how I know it resolves to a URL. I've gone to the URL, but that's as far as I've gotten. But check it out. Anyways, uh, it makes me think that DerbyCon might be, might be back. Somebody should tweet Dave and ask him. Fuck it, I'll do it right now. He's really busy working on the uh, uh, DeLorean. But we'll see. Uh, I, you guys. So last year, okay, first <laughs> off, we should. All right, you know what? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. 
Um, if you guys are watching right now on the live stream, we have 14 people watching right now. Yeah, we love you. So yeah. we because we are well over, we're at almost an hour and a half. So we're gonna cut the podcast. Oh okay. and or we could split it into two. I we, mean, what do you get? No, oh, we've only been streaming. Whoops. Crap. I recorded. We've only I been start- streaming for a minute and four minutes. A minute and four minutes. An hour. And uh, four uh, an hour and four minutes. <laughs> I think that the the pina colada hit him. You guys. All right. So we do try to keep it at an hour. So what we're gonna do is, if you guys are listening on the podcast after tonight's episode, thank you guys so much. You don't know how much we appreciate you. Um, we are gonna go ahead and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. Um, and then we're going to start what I'm going to now call. Uh, the unentitled infosex show after party. I don't know. We don't have a name for the show yet. I don't know if we'll ever have a name. I kind of like an untitled infosex show. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much. This has been more uh, self-care than I've had in quite some time, just getting to hang out with my friends and chat about ridiculous crap and real crap and all that good stuff. Yeah, but so with, we're gonna we're gonna I'm stop her, like so everybody um y'all take care of yourself, okay? It's Please really take care of yourself. That intrinsic peace where you are. And, and I'm, you know, I'm you glad you me- from there. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. You guys take care of yourselves. There's going to be more um, mental health stuff coming. Um, if you guys haven't already noticed, I, we've started, like, we have a website. It is in progress. I am not a web developer. If somebody wants to freely co- donate their time, I'll give you access. But, uh, we are doing a blog. We're starting obviously this YouTube. We're gonna we're gonna actually have some videos about tech stuff and ha- and like some how to stuff, um, like real tech stuff, not just you know, like us bullshitting. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, join us on the next episode when we have. I am. Everybody is getting Angels Envy. Um, their rye, which is to die for. Um, it came from Kate that is made our, um, our amazing, um, um, logo. And, uh, so yeah, so next week is going to be our next episode, not next week. Next episode is going to be, um, uh, angels envy with pirate, but, uh, all right. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, those of you that are live streaming, we're going to continue to live stream. So those of you who are not live streaming next time live stream, you can chat with us and we will talk to you. So, all right. Thank you. And we'll see you soon.